Brother Nelson, we love you. And uh, I want you to come take your liberty tonight. You preach what you feel. We're behind you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Everyone can be seated while I get myself situated up here. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church on Tuesday night. Some of you folks, you might not have seen the the menu change for tonight, this weekend. But see, Sunday night, on the menu was bologna. But you got steak. Tonight, you thought she was getting steak, but she's getting bologna. So, welcome to Oscar Mayer. Somebody do something about him. Hallelujah. Sister Kim's sister Kim's got two kids she's dealing with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to follow Brother Mays' lead. Share a little marriage counseling with these young people. A little something with you. A little story. There was this elderly couple and his wife was on her deathbed and she whispered to her husband said that she has a shoebox under the bed he needs to go get it so he goes and gets that shoebox and brings it back to the hospital and sits there beside her and she says open it up and he opens it up and there was $10,000 in cash and then one knitted doll he looked at her and he said what is this she said well honey she said in our marriage every time you made me mad I'd knit a doll he got to feeling pretty good he said man there's only one doll in this box feeling pretty good about himself so he looked at her and he says well honey that's that's great well what's this $10,000 in cash he says that's the money from all the dolls I sold. You married people, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, help, Lord. Well, ain't God good? I do feel something. I've felt something for, for quite a while for tonight, well, for two, or Sunday night and again tonight. But I'm telling you, church, if this COVID and everything else that's gone on has done nothing else, and I'm talking about me personally, Pastor, it's woke me up. I'll be honest with you. Kind of was on cruise. You know, I, I would pray and I would read the word. But pastor, I had lost my first love. 
The zeal wasn't there anymore, Brother Andrew. I was just, I'd read the word and that was an obligation. Got it done, check mark, got it done. I'd pray, obligation, check mark, done. But I wasn't going to the word to really get anything from it, Brother Hilton. And when prayer time come along, Sister Haley, I would just pray pretty much almost the same prayer I prayed all the time. But my conscience felt okay, but my spirit was drying up, Pastor. And when we had that, that minister's class, I just sealed it, sealed it. When you were talking about the, uh, when we talked about the only way we're going to be happy when we got to talking about that you brought that to my remembrance in that class I hadn't thought about that until that class when I'd first gotten into church one of the best pieces of advice that I ever got was they told me says you're never going to be happy unless you're working for God we got to talking about how that out of our bellies shall flow flow rivers of living water and I wasn't flowing for myself see John got in the way John kind of sealed up the, the well if you please and oh I was receiving brother Hilton but I wasn't giving And as all of these things began to develop, the Lord and His mercy began to deal with me. And I started to wake up. So church, I wanted to start this tonight by being transparent and let you to know I was cruising before, but not no more. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all turn with me to John chapter 17. Again, thank you, Pastor. I, I know you, you definitely don't have to let me up here, but thank you. Thank you for your confidence. Appreciate you and Sister Riggin. Thank you for all that you do for us and our family and the church family. Thank you for loving the Nelsons. Yeah, that's hard. I know. I look in the mirror every day. I understand what you're going through. But we love you. We're glad to be working with you. And we're excited about what God's going to do. Hallelujah. John chapter 17, verse 17. You can quote it. It says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. And tonight I just want to talk to you on this subject. Truth is still truth. Truth is still truth. Hallelujah. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for meeting us in this house here tonight, God. 
And Lord, we've come here tonight, dear God, to receive from you. And I want to step out of the way and let you have your way in this house here tonight, God. You know the needs. You know the situations represented here tonight, God. So I'm asking you to use this old boy, use this vessel, God, to help your people, to minister in this house. Bind us together, God, I pray. And we give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give him a hand clap of praise as you're seated here tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. First thing I want to discuss tonight is an essential element for the word of God to be effective in our lives. And can everybody see this jar? It's been driving kids and Everyone crazy. What's in that? What's in that? Is that Kool-Aid? What's in this jar is top is oil. The bottom is water with food coloring. And what that jar will represent while I'm preaching tonight is the fact that oil and water don't mix. So as I'm preaching, I might refer to this jar every once in a while to bring your attention back to it. Oil and water don't mix. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. It says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest of any of you should seem come short of it. Mm. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached... Did not profit them. Did you catch that? The word preached did not profit them. They were there. Just like where I was, Pastor. I was in the congregation. I heard you preach. But it didn't profit me. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. It's not just enough to hear it. But you've got to believe it. I'm talking to the young people here today. I'm talking to you young ones, you, you, you Sunday school uh, ankle biters. God wants a relationship with you. And you can have a relationship with Him. You can pray. You can seek God. And God will hear you just as much as He'll hear anybody else. So I want to admonish you young people. Seek for Him. Seek for Him on your own. Pastor, when you were talking about the times when you guys was in youth... And you guys would go to putt-putt. Was that right? Yeah. You guys would go putt-putt. And then <clears throat> after putt-putt, everyone would kind of go out to eat. But you and was it two other guys would go back to the church and pray. You were hungry. 
you were flowing. The word, you mixed it with faith, and you knew that you knew as everyone else was going off to have a good time, you knew the faith that you knew that there was a God waiting in the sanctuary. Oh, God, I feel this. There was a God waiting in the sanctuary to meet you in prayer. And when you walked through those doors, you could feel his presence. And tears, I'm no doubt, started running down your face. You couldn't even hardly get the words out of your mouth as you started to pray. I'm talking about truth is still true. I'm going to ask you what you mixing your faith with. Or what are you mixing the word with? Let's talk about the word. I want to give you an example in the Bible that I seen that came to me. I was talking to the pastor about it. Something that, that had to do with what I just read there in verse 2 about the word preached didn't profit them because it wasn't mixed with faith. Let's start out with the word and let's understand what I'm talking about. In John chapter 1, you know verses 1 and 2 and then verse 14. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14, what happened to the Word? What what, what changed here? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who are we talking about there? The Word, Jesus. The Word became flesh. Mark chapter 6, verses 1. We'll read verses 1 through 6. And this is the example that I wanted to bring to you tonight about not mixing what they heard with faith. Mark chapter 6 verse 1 says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Verse 3, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judah and Simeon? And hey, 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 and not are his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. Verse 5, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Verse 6, And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. In the previous verse, Jesus had been teaching in the synagogue, and the people's response, I want to remind you of what it was, says, And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this was given unto him, and such mighty works are wrought by his hands? They were astonished. They were sitting in the synagogue, Brother Hilton, listening to what Jesus had to say, and it impacted them. To the place where they looked at each other and they began to ask, who, who is this guy? I've never heard anything like this before. Do you guys know who he is? And it didn't take long. Verse 3 said, oh, isn't that just the carpenter? Son, isn't he the carpenter? Isn't, he, isn't that Mary's son?
Bear with me a minute. I found my place. In that verse 3, Mark 6, 3, that word, and they were offended at him. Thayer's definition of that word offended is to be offended in one, or in other words, to see in another what I disapprove of and what hinders me from acknowledging his authority. He's just that carpenter. You know, Mary's son. That's what he is. They went from being astonished to, oh, that's just, that's just a carpenter. And when we come to church and we hear the word, getting back to what we were talking about before, how the word didn't profit us. Remember where we were talking about that earlier? And we come in and we sit down on the pew and we sit down and pastor Brother Goff, Brother Albritton, Brother Hilton will begin to bring what? The Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. Yes, it's Brother Hilton, but it's the Word. And we sit in our pews too often, Pastor, and we sit back and we kind of think, oh, that's just Brother Hilton. That's Brother Hilton. That's just Brother Goff. That's just Pastor. That's just Brother Albritton. That's just the carpenter. And all the while, Jesus is astonished as his words going forth going, I, I might be able to touch a few folk. I'm telling you, church, truth is still truth. The word is still the word. No matter if Brother Hilton's preaching or pastor's preaching, when someone stands behind this desk, it's the word of God that's going forth. And it's our job to mix it with faith. Because if we don't mix it, it don't profit us. We walk out the same way we came in. Just like those people did. No doubt they had needs, pastor. Because he marveled. He said he, he could not do many mighty works. He came there with a purpose. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And see, that's, that's why I get back to me waking up. I wasn't coming here with a purpose. I was just coming. I walked through the door. I get here in time for church, prayer. But I didn't have a purpose, Brother Hilton. But I started mixing it with faith. Started mixing God's word with faith. Oh, let's lift our hands to him right now. God, we need you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, we need you. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What I was focusing on, Pastor, were things I couldn't change. I fell for it. 
I fell in the trap, Brother Josh. The old social media trap. Getting caught up with the argument of the day. Mm, Take that. Day in. Day out. Go to prayer. Get done with prayer. Pick up the phone. Look at Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, you said that. Oh, oh you get ready. Here come one at you. Uh-huh. And I lost my focus, Brother Hill. I lost my focus. And it occurred to me, it's not my job to figure all that out. It's not my job, Brother Self, to change somebody's mind. It's not my job, and I'll, I'll tell you this right now. How many people's mind did I change by getting on there? Matter of fact, I lost some friends. But boy, at the time, I really thought I was doing something. When God began to deal with me, He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. Holy Ghost is talking to somebody here right at this point, right here, right now. Seek ye first. First the kingdom of God. Seek it first, young people. And he'll add all that to you. Yes, he will. Don't fall for the trap. Don't let what goes on out there get in here. Don't get caught up with it. And I know, I know tomorrow, and we've alluded to it already, I've adopted in my mind, I've drawn the shades. You drive by my mental house, my shades are drawn. Looks like nobody home, which is nothing different, but that's the way it is. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. And Jesus went, oh God. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. There goes that word. There goes that word. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes... But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they didn't know that the election was stolen? No. Because they didn't know that COVID virus wearing masks ain't needed? No, 
But it says because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep that have no shepherd. Church, get your eyes open. When you're driving and you're stopped at a stop sign, look over to the car next to you. They're scattered. They're scattered. When you go to the grocery store and you're pushing your cart and somebody cuts you off, uh-huh. no. They're scattered, Pastor. They don't have a shepherd. They're, they're, just, they're just trying to find something. Something that'll satisfy. And they ain't finding it. And all the while we sit here with the answer. And we're caught up with the things that are going on out there instead of the things in His kingdom. I'm telling you that the harvest is ripe and ready. I'm telling you, all He needs is for you to say, I'll go. We heard it. We heard it not too long ago. The three, what'd you say? Why me? Not me? Who me? I'll go. Send me. Send me. Send me. Then he saith unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he'll send forth laborers into his harvest. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've got a work for God to do. I can't be busy with the stuff going on out there. I got, I got too much to do. I got too much going on. And you know what? Since I, since I woke up, I started kind of doing what I, I knew I should do. Uh-huh. I started reaching out to people. I started listening for that still small voice that I used to hear before I got all caught up in all of that, Pastor. Going up to a gas pump, pumping gas, looking. Somebody hungry. God, who is it? Who is it, God? Who is it? Go into the store. Go talk to this one. You don't have to drop Acts 2.38 on them. Just let the Holy Ghost choose you. Walk up to them. How are you? Is there anything I could pray for you about? No. Okay. Don't take it personal. Go to the next one. Because I'm telling you... As this thing goes on, I'm telling you, church, people are going to get really stirred up. You talk about waking up? Mm -mm -mm. But we've got to mix His Word with faith. Truth is still truth. Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. Whose word? His word. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. I want to bring your attention to that verse, it's verse 6, where it says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Truth. Thayer's definition of truth is what is true in any. Everybody say any. What's truth in any matter under consideration? All right, yeah. I don't care what they say is truth. I know what truth is. What is true in any matter under consideration? What do you think about gay marriage? It's wrong. Oh, how harsh of you. No, your house is on fire, and I'm just trying to tell you, you need to get out. Truth is still truth. Truth is still truth. In this topsy-turvy world that we're living in, where they're trying to Try to change genders and bathrooms and oh my word. Come on, man. Truth is still truth. Barnes' commentary of this verse says this. The idea... Idea. (laughs) Y'all from around here? (laughs) The idea here may be That as the girdle was the bracer up or support of the body, so truth is suited to brace us up. You're going to need that. I'm going to say that again. Truth is suited to brace us up. I'll stop right there. I'm going to talk about... Was it you you was talking about when you went on a trip and your kids was being all angels? And you, oh, no, that wasn't your kids. <laughs> your kids was kind of acting up and you put the Bible, the Bible, and all of a sudden they just, you know, words have meaning. I listened to you. I did. And so what I've started doing in my truck, and I'm, I'm not saying this is what you need to do, but I'm just saying this is what I do. When I get in my truck and I'm going to my next job, I'm putting the Bible on and letting it play in my truck. It works. It works. And when I get home and all hell's knocking at me and text messages are flying and emails are coming in and I'm the worst thing to walk in shoe leather and... And my word, how in the world did you ever do this project that way? And yeah. I shut it all off and I start playing the word, Pastor. 
and it changes the atmosphere. So truth is suited to brace us up and to gird us for constancy and firmness. The girdle kept all the parts of the armor in its proper place. Can you understand the importance of mixing truth with faith? You've got to get it in your mind. That the girdle keeps all your armor in place. So when you need to reach for a piece of armor, you know where it's at. It's, it, it's there. It's there. Okay, I got the breastplate. It's right there. It's right there. Because it's, it's in its proper place. You're not having to wonder where everything's at. Because when you're in battle, the last thing you need to do is wonder where your armor's at. So you need truth. You've got to have truth. That's why we have truth conference. That's why we preach truth and we stress truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm, 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 mm. The girdle kept all the parts of the armor in its proper place and preserved firmness and constancy in dress. And so truth might serve to give consistency and firmness to our conduct. Great, says Grotius, which was a old guy. Not me, somebody else. Is the laxity of falsehood. Say that again. Great is the laxity of falsehood. Truth binds the man. Truth perseveres a man from those lax views of morals, of duty, and of religion, which leave him exposed to every assault. It makes the soul sincere, firm, constant, and always on its guard. A man who has no consistent views of truth is just the man for the adversary successfully to assail. It's not enough just to hear it. You got to mix it. Or you look like this. Carnality and spirituality don't mix. That's why in pre-service prayer, I try to get in here, Pastor, and get rid of that out there before we start our service. Because I need to be able to plug in with Him when worship service starts because I need a recharge. So that because tomorrow I've got another day ahead of me, Brother Hilton. And I know I got devils waiting out there, but I'm in the sanctuary right now. And I'm in my safe place. So I'm going to gather all I can for right now. Preach truth to me. Give me truth, Pastor. Give me truth. Give it to me. I'm going to mix it with faith, and it's going to profit me tomorrow. And the next day. And the next day. And the next day. Talking about truth is still truth. Hallelujah. Definition of constancy is steadfastness of mind under duress. Any of you, anybody else in here been under duress lately? Truth. Loins girt about with truth. It's my bracer. It's my, it's my steady. It's my strength. When everyone else is building their house on sand... I'm building mine on truth. Oh, 
Mm, mm. Let's lift our hands to him right now. Holy Ghost is here. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In battle, all our armor is held in its proper place with this girdle of truth. Truth is consistent. Truth is firm, solid, real. Truth is fact. It's what we can depend on. And I want to talk about some of the elements of truth here tonight. Just a few. First one I want to talk to you about is He does not change. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same sometimes. Huh? Oh, okay. Jesus Christ, the same most times. No, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. Truth don't change. Truth don't change. Young people, truth don't change. I don't care what somebody tries to tell you. Truth don't change. I'm telling you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. As we go farther and farther in this old world we're living in, there's going to be that pressure to us to try to think that, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, truth don't change. The adversary wants us to think it does so that it will let it slip, Pastor, and our armor begins to fall off and we're exposed. Becoming that man that we talked about with that commentary that he's just the guy the adversary is looking for. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 1. Reading verses 1 through 4 and then 8 through 12. God who at sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in the last day spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, but whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word. Uh-oh! Upholding what? Upholding what? All things. By what? By the word. Hallelujah. Of his power. And when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 8. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. But what? They shall perish. But thou, but thou, but thou, but thou remainest, and they shall wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture thou shalt fold them up, and they shall be changed. But 
thou art the same. <sighs> and thy years shall not, shall not. There's that word shall. There's that word shall, shall not fail. When all else changes, young people, when all else, you, you might hear a little, little blurb here, a little blurb there with, oh, they're going to do this, and, and, and they're going to institute that, and they're going to take away this, and they're going to start doing that. and He don't change. And he's not up there going, I, you know, I, really, I really don't know what to do about that situation. No, no. He knows exactly. He don't change. Next truth. You ready? He will not leave you. He will not leave you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things you have for he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Woo! Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of righteousness. He'll not leave you, young people. He'll not leave you. He won't leave you. Next truth. He answers prayer. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. Ask, 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 and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And unto him that knocketh, it shall be opened. It shall be opened. He covered all the bases. If you're the type of person that you like to look for things, he's got you covered. Seek. If you're just that upfront kind of person, you're the Amway salesman or whatever, knock. And it shall be opened unto you. He's got you covered. And he will answer prayer. Can I share something with you? We have a friend in Idaho, their son was backslid. Well, the son and daughter backslid. And we've been praying for them. And when we went out for the funeral, we saw them. They're very good friends of the family. And matter of fact, the son considered my father-in-law to be his grandpa. That's how close they were. But anyway, he was backslid. And he, yeah, he was backslid. But we've been praying for him. How long ago was it, Ray? Two weeks ago? We got home from church Sunday night after having an awesome service. Get in, and her brother calls her. I said, guess what? Sam came back to church tonight and prayed back through the Holy Ghost. Truth is still truth. God's still pouring out the Holy... God's still dealing with backsliders. Oh, yes, He is. Yes, he is. Mm. 
Psalms 145. What time is it? Oh, my word. I'll skip that one. You guys, you guys owe me. I got to get moved. I didn't realize it was that late. You guys going to start calling me Pharaoh Jr. <laughs> let's, just, let's just cut to the chase. Let's just get to it. Brother Albritton, Brother Hilton, Brother Goff, and musicians, please come up front, up here on the platform. This last truth that I want to share with you is God is our protector. God is our protector. While they're getting ready, let's all just lift our hands. Let's just, let's just, let's pray, church. Come on, let's don't lose what the Holy Ghost is trying to do right here. Praise God. Let's don't lose this. Hallelujah, that's it, church. Come on, truth is still truth. Truth is still truth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This last scripture is Psalms 90, it was the whole Psalms 91. And I felt led to have these men up here read four verses each of that scripture. Going back to what we discussed earlier about mixing the word with faith. Yes. These are men that bring truth to us. And so in the face of the adversary, I want these men to read these scriptures. To let you to know that God is on your side. That God will never leave you nor forsake you, Brother Andrew. Young people, when you have a need, you don't have to worry about how you're going to figure it out. You go to Him and ask Him. Say, God, how do I take care of this situation? And He will give you direction. I'm talking about truth. He does. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Play something, play something, beauty. Let's all stand. I'm talking about truth is still true, church.